we go with a pre-Labor Day special. Two for one. Because you got two last time. We'll probably try and get to two this time. No promises, but we're going to go for a two for one Labor Day special here at Political QRM. Buckle up and lock and load. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Political QRM. I'm Anne-Marie, and there's Lou over there. I hope not sans yes, culotte. I'm, you you can't, uh, I can't, can't be rid of me. No, I know. Definitely not. Verbial um, bad penny. Yeah, bad penny. Bad lira, bad penny. So how are things going, Lou? Good? Oh, you know, uh, <laughs> Getting a little bit more sleep now that the kitten's 12 weeks old. <laughs> um, Good old Ginger. Instead of, you know, four weeks. Yep. And she is finally learning. Yep, she is finally learning to retract her claws. She's not real good at it yet, but she's really, she is learning. <laughs> uh, so uh, so there's a little bit more sleep to be had uh, uh, for, you know, after a fashion for what I get for sleep anyway. Um, yep. I know. But, yeah, things are going, you know, they're going. Uh, it's uh, it's Monday, Monday, Monday. So, you know, how how bad can it be? Uh, you know, another day with them not throwing dirt on my face. Is, you know, there happy you go. Guy. That's a good one. That's a good one. You know, I am so glad, though, that we're nearing Labor Day. And uh, because I am definitely an autumn person and I can do without the humid and hot weather um, that we've had and that we're going to have for the next three days, for heaven's sake. I swear, I, I tell you, it's it's days like this that, you know, everybody goes to Florida during the winter. I think what I'm going to start doing is going to Australia for the summer. You know, if this is going to be uh, a, a trend here up in New England now, oh, I hate the hot weather. Parts of Australia are hot as heck in, our, in their winter or our summer. I know, but there are parts that, yes, they it does get cold. And that's, I'm going to find, yes. the little two-square-mile area. <laughs> that little two-square-mile area where you can see Antarctica from there, you know. <laughs> that's across where that I'm straight going. Up, uh, exactly. That's straight where I'm going. Or whatever it's called, I don't know. <laughs> I can't take this. This is driving me nuts. I'll be honest with you. Right now, it's it's starting to get very humid here, and I don't have any of the air conditioners on except the one in our family room, which is um, a ways from here, so it doesn't interfere with the recording. But as soon as we finish all this stuff, Lou, oh boy, everything's going on. The hey, you, have to, you have to turn the air on, Emery. Look at your hair for oh, crying out loud. Hey, do you know? Thank you. I just washed it. It's not fully dry yet. <laughs> Give me a break. I should have said something to you. Well, you're a Puma. It's going to happen, you know. Hey, it's, it hasn't been. Hey, you know, I haven't used a flat iron on it yet. Give me a break. That's all right. I'm not wearing pants. Your hair looks That's like right. what are you I thought do? so. I thought, I thought you weren't wearing pants. Damn. Well, it's you know, warm you, don't, here get, too you can't tell me this I'm, stuff, Lou. What? I am a. Huh? What? What do you, you mean I can't say this stuff? Nobody can tell. You get, no, you know the good imagination I have. But I was—I could be sitting here in a suit and tie. The audience can't tell. <laughs> no, I'm like wrapped up like the Michelin X-Man. They can't tell, you know. 
Well, if any of them out there have very good imaginations, believe me, right now they're going, oh, God, please put something on. <laughs> and I am, I am indeed in possession of my legendary infamous pink pencil. Pink pencil. Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, yes, I got asked about it on social media, so I posted a picture of it yesterday. And what yeah. do you really have a do you really have an infamous pink pencil? Is that, you know, yes I do. Okay, so what's the meaning of the pink pencil and why do you have well, a pink pencil? This is something I missed. Go, what? You, you, no, it's yeah, you must have, because it goes back to PQRM episode one. Uh, or two, I don't recall. I, I say one, but it might be two. When I needed a pencil to write something down and it's the only one in the desk. Three thousand pencils, it's the only one that was sharp. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. I've been using it ever since. Um, That's pretty good. Mine would have been gone. <laughs> it would have been oh, yeah. seriously like, eaten. You know, I don't know. How many pens and pencils and stuff like yep. that I've gone through in the course of this, uh, this long, strange trip it's been. Um, yeah, but other than that, things are going out by you. Yeah, good, good. Uh, you know, I just I can't really complain i mean except for the hot weather and my vegetable garden is not doing really good because we had so much rain it really made a dent in tomato production and for an italian that's pretty bad um well everybody's zucchini are the size of watermelons you know it's it's, uh i know but you know it's it nobody's got terribly good tomato crop uh at least nobody near enough to me to bring me some uh, we did have one person, a uh, friend of ours, uh, uh, actually the maid of honor, at, uh, matron of honor at our uh, wedding, mm-hmm. uh, who brought us some uh, maters the other day, some plums and some cherries. Oh, nice. You know, not enough to make a pot of gravy, but, you know, uh, enough to enjoy a little bit in a right. salad and stuff. Um, but I'm a boy of summer, so to me, you know, I'm actually just at 13 years in Maine, you know, uh, 14 summers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, didn't help my heat tolerance, especially after what was it, seven and a half years? I was the chief engineer in a cold storage facility. Mm-hmm. You know, where it was twenty below all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, shock from the jungle, girls. Let me tell you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> God, but I'm I'm reacclimating, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I remember this. This is fun. This is good. This feels good. You know, it, it's uh, you know, go outside in the sunshine, and my joints feel better and stuff. So. Uh, True. Of no, course, I, it, I have to it, say, it, yeah, people who have uh, joint uh, problems, yes, the warmer weather is better. Like for a, them. a graphic I saw the other day said it only rained twice this summer, the first time for 34 days and the second time for 22. <laughs> so, yeah. And I said, uh, we said, and I know that some of our listeners are in places where they say, can I have half an inch, please? I know, you know, I know. There's some areas, especially California, where they're suffering from those fires and, um, you know. Yes, yeah. But too bad some of that hurricane uh, lane couldn't have uh, shifted over, <clears throat> excuse me, toward the east instead of going west from Hawaii because Hawaii got slammed. The big island got slammed. Yeah, but slammed. I, I, I was concerned with some reports that it was cooling, uh, hypercooling the lava. Why? Um, what does that mean? Uh, what happens is the lava then it encrusts and then pressure builds up. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. So, you know... Uh, uh, Hey, I feel bad for the people who lost their homes in yeah. uh, Hawaii or California or mm-hmm. um, Oregon and stuff. I, I imagine they lost a few. And I, I know that uh, a couple of our listeners are from California. Mm. Uh, 
Neither of them were in any, any direct danger, but, right. you know, air quality, of course, you know, even um, one of our old friends from one of the boards years and years and years ago lives up in uh, uh, the Pacific Northwest, and uh, no fires anywhere near her, but the air quality is, is you know, completely, you know, people staying inside with their, you know, changing their air conditioner filter out every other day, you know, sure. kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah it's, so, it's tough uh, on people yeah. who have um, respiratory diseases, too. You know, and you just can't get away, so. Oh, no, boy. no, you just can't. So a lot going on. And go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. well, you know, then you feel bad. You feel bad for people, you know, uh, like the fact that we've already got 55 cops gone this year. That, that bothers me so much. I mean, hear these guys. And, they, and, they go to work in 2017, day. in 17, we lost 58, and so far this year, we've got 55, so. Uh, have to wonder you know it's, it's cultural it's social it's cultural the mindset has uh gone over the I, I lost, to, you know i lost the uh i wrote down how many total this year in chicago and i uh, how many from this past weekend but i i don't have that piece of i think it's on my nightstand under the cat um, oh isn't that cute kitty again the yeah, kitty. She, my nightstand seems to be you know and, and you know, you know my sleep thing. I, I, I sleep for 20 minutes or something, and then I need something for my nightstand. And she's like, what do you need? I, well, I need my pencil and my pad. Well, yeah, all right, you can have it tomorrow. Well, oh, exactly. Well, <laughs> you know, so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, death and destruction. Uh, and, and then you weigh out the death and destruction. Look, our people in blue and green, you know, Border Patrol, et cetera, sure. beige, our sheriff's people. Mm-hmm. Sign up for the job, they say, and it's like, well, no, that's not it. They sign up to the job, yes, and they're supposed to run towards the gunfire or the flames or you know the the accident site. Right. You know that's their, their job, yes, but that doesn't mean they should be targets. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. You know, and you know, Rahm Emanuel in Chicago is is proving to be. Uh, I would say he'd have to take an elevator up several flights to reach Worthless. Oh, you're right on that. You're right on that. I mean, I don't understand what his motivation is for allowing this to go on. Um, uh, between, I mean, what it is basically is rival gangs, and he's allowing them to flourish. I have to think that it's just part of the Democratic <clears throat> excuse me, strategy well, in which they... Uh, I saw uh, I saw a man on a street thing. They yeah. walked up to his brother, and he said, you know, that uh, he had no use for the mayor. Um, older fella, you know, probably in his 60s. And he said, well, he said, you know, the, 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 the north side and the, you know, downtown, perfectly safe. No problem. No crime. No shooting. No nothing. But the south and west sides, he said he don't give a darn. So, uh. Uh, when that's the uh, thing you got coming out of people who live in the south and west sides, yeah. you know, you, you start to... And yet rival gangs is bad, but, you know... Well, the thing is, too, I mean, you know, he's a typical Democrat. I mean, one, he would yep. never think of setting foot in the south or west sides. Um, you know, as long as he's in his little cocoon, um, they can do whatever the heck they want to each other. And I don't think that's right. I'm sorry. It's, it's not right. Because you have decent people it's there... A- who weren't able to go and live on the Gold Coast, you know? That they, yet they worked. They worked. 
um, and did the best they could. Oh, they're working more and more. And they're working, yes. And the thing is, it's like, I don't care what their color is. You know, they deserve to be protected. If they're honorable people, decent people, civilized people, they deserve to be protected. And their lives are in danger. He's got his armored, limous- He's got his armored limousine and his entourage, so when he does go to you know, uh, uh, the south side or the west side and tell them all about what a great guy he is and vote for him. Um, You know, and then he leaves and, you know, the gunfire breaks out and that's that. You know, it's... uh, But it's it's not just Chicago. I mean, you know, that's the most glaring, obvious... I mean, people... People in in Iraq and Syria and Afghanistan look at Chicago and go, damn! You know? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know, but this is the United States and this... You know, things should be better. But you know what this is, Lou, too? Take a look at any major city who has been under Democrat rule for the past 20, 30 years. They're all hellholes. There's no other way to describe it. They're all hellholes. Well, I mean, Camden, Trenton. I mean, let's just take two in New Jersey. Um, Chicago. Look what New York's happening New York, to New York. Newark is in worse shape than I've seen it in ages. Yep. Uh, New York, uh, you would never see this stuff under Rudy. No, um, never. You know, Chicago has a, a, a murder rate that's worse than uh, Detroit, uh, New York, Newark, Camden, and L.A. combined. Yeah. Combined. These cities are you. These are cities you wouldn't go walking around in most of them at night. And yet, you know, their combined murder rate is lower than Chicago alone. Uh, yeah, I know. And, you know. Yeah has said you tell me you want me i'll be there you tell me he said it on the campaign trail he says it uh, he said it last week but you know Rahm Emanuel's in the way and i think that's going to end i think what's going to happen and it's just my opinion you know like everything else on this show i am not an attorney and i'm you know no longer a cop um just my opinion but i think what's going to happen is the state of illinois and the county of cook are going to turn around and petition the president for assistance. And Rahm Emanuel, uh, listen, Rahm, baby, you know, you've got a very nice office. Why don't you go sit in there? I don't think and, that they uh, will be that, able that, to vote him out. I really don't. I, I, I think the um, the fraud, you know, come on, you know, uh, yeah, fraud what, element, voter Chicago. element is, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's a tradition. Well, in Chicago. Look at the Blasio got elected in New York City, and they were showing, you know, uh, uh, network news cams were taking pictures and, and video of all the different uh, polling places in New York City, and they were empty. Anybody who wanted a vote could walk right in the door, put the, you know, put the hole in the paper, you know, mark it with a pencil or whatever system they use, uh, and walk right in and have no wait time in most of them. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. The people don't get out to vote, and the people who do are, the, you know, the red wave. And um, and I think it's uh, uh, I think it's one of those things that just might, whether he likes it or not, it just might change because uh, uh, it's certainly he's certainly not you know like the president said on the campaign trail. What do you got to lose? A candidate come along and say, hey, what do you got to lose? What have you got to lose? That's yeah. true. And uh, and I think that might be his because these people are depending on this wave, you know. Mm-hmm. And as it's far true. as I'm concerned about the. the the blue wave. I'll tell you something. The best graphic I saw about the blue wave was Tidy Bowl going around in a circle, <laughs> ex- exhibiting the Coriolis effect that went down the drain. You know? But, you know, I do keep seeing these um, articles. For example, there was one that says Republicans are circulating a hell list. 
and um, um, in which they say this is what will probably happen if they get control of the House and the Senate, you know, get rid of all this stuff. And, and, and then I see another one. Dems are no longer talking impeachment, but they're going to do probes. And one of the probes, two of the probes they're going to do is his firing of James Comey and him getting rid of 55, uh, 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 what is it, district attorneys. Wait a minute. These people serve at the pleasure of the president, number one. Number two, when a new administration comes in, there are always changes. For them to try and oh. criminalize these actions is completely insane. And well, it's like they're trying to criminalize. It, it, if you did pay somebody off for something, you know, that's all still alleged. It's not just that we don't care. It's that it's perfectly legal. Come on. I don't know if people know and this out there. Wait a minute. I don't know if people know this out there, but Congress has a fund, particularly I know to pay off. Well, some people out there might not know to pay yes. off people who accuse them of sexual misconduct and and, and other improprieties. And other with the improprieties, idea that yes. We found out about this list well over a year ago. That was supposed to be fully accounted to the GAO and to you know a congressional committee and all that other stuff right away, and it still hasn't been brought forward and everybody's you know because because we've got paul ryan uh you know sitting there in the house he's like yeah yeah when you get to it you know hey i'm retiring what the hell do i you know it's, it's like yeah uh, it, what uh, do like I, care? Guys, I was in the service you know when guys when we were in the service they say hey you know i'm short i ain't going yeah, out on that right. mission short. You know? yep. Yep. so yep. Uh, i'm short uh, the heck with it you know um yep. no but, and, and, but the thing is is that you know the they, hell list is one thing the things that they want to do, you know, I'm sorry that it, there are people still yelling impeach, two of them in particular. Uh, but it's it's well, not know, on the lips of Chuck and Nancy anymore. No, it's not. They figure that what they can do is they can spend the taxpayers money to uh, all these probes and everything, which, you know, I'm telling you right now, I don't think that there's going to be a blue wave in uh in, in, do you in, have any idea? What? Do you have any idea? And I'm, I, I'm asking because I don't know. I meant to look it up but uh, for last podcast, and I don't know if I ever did and have it written down or not. Do, do we have any idea what the Mueller investigation has cost the taxpayers so far? Um, well, I know it's in the millions. Uh, I don't know how many millions. I can quickly try and look it up and see if I can get something. Uh, Let me see if because, I can. Uh, uh, they still haven't got one scrap, no matter what they say. Oh, well, this, that, you know, the, you know, the fact that the one attorney had some dealings with uh, or the one advisor had some dealings with somebody that was pro-Russian, a Ukraine company that was pro-Russian in 2005. Uh, and the other guy sold a designer handbag and didn't write down the income from that. <laughs> and I'm having a hard. I mean, I realized that 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 when they said the Mueller investigation was Russia collusion and other things, okay, you know, so those are the other things. But if that, you know, they still haven't produced a shred. And then this other jamoke comes on a Sunday show last week and says, "Oh, we've got plenty of evidence to prove collusion." I'm trying to remember his name. It came up in a blurb. Podesta. Oh, we've got plenty of. Huh? It's not Podesta, is it? Oh no no no! It was a sitting uh, member. Oh okay. Um. um. And they said, well, we've got plenty of it. And then this other, I don't even want to say, Jamoke, it gives a mama Luke, I guess, I don't know, something, turns around and says, we don't need crimes and misdemeanors to impeach the president. Yeah, I know. 
they can impeach him just because they don't like him. Is that incredible? Well, that's it. I took, out, I took out my copy of the Constitution to find out where is the clause that says we can impeach him because we hate him. I know. I know. By the way, I looked it up. 17 million so far. Okay. Well, that's actually not as bad as I thought. But that's it's, you 17 know, still million. I mean, come on. It's money. It should not have been spent. It's, yep, your money, my money, and anybody listening's money. That's right. And uh, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, you got to look at that money and nothing happening with it to go, damn. Yeah. You know, that's, so anyway, that's like a golden any, toilet seat. Right, you know? exactly. So anyway, they're talking about the fact, well, they, they think it'll be a fact, that they're based on all of these um, allegations and these convictions with Manafort, Cohen, and everything. There's going to be a blue wave uh, in November. But... CNN actually went to a northeast county in uh, Pennsylvania. I don't know whether or not it was uh, uh, where you live or whatever. But, um, oh, I didn't see Huh? I didn't see them. Okay. Well, what happened was they, they interviewed a bunch of independents, Republicans. Uh, well, not a bunch. Republicans, I think they, uh, they uh, interviewed one. The rest were Democrats and independents. <laughs> They did not get the answers that they wanted. First thing, this county had voted for Barack Obama twice. So they went there and they're interviewing the Democrats. This one couple who had been uh, registered Democrats ever since they were able to vote um, said that they really didn't care about Manafort or Cohen or the payoffs to you know the, the women unless it was used with campaign funds. Other than that, they really don't care. Um, and yes, they would vote for him again. Another person who was a Democrat said that they were very sick of all the political correctness that occurred during Obama's um, uh, reign of terror. I'm, that's my words. And um, yeah, they'll vote for Trump again. So you have people who have been Democrats all their lives, and this doesn't make a difference to them. But to hear the MSM... And the Democrats, you would think that, you know, Trump's, Trump's ready to leave the White House, which is insane. Well, let me tell you the finger I have on a pulse. Okay, tell me. Uh, actually, fingers, two different pulses anyway. So uh, my social media feed. Okay. And I have people that will argue with me the sky is blue. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they'll quote Snopes to prove it, you know, the kind of, a, you know, <laughs> that it's not blue. Um. I even have people argue with me that Snopes is a completely fair and unbiased uh, source of information. Oh, no, really? Well, oh. you know what? Listen, comes to stuff like uh, email scams, they are pretty close to the, <laughs> They are pretty close to the truth, you know. Um, but uh, well, don't forget, CNN had a famous one, like, right after, either right before or right after Election Day, where they got somebody on there that gave them the answer they didn't want. Yeah. Not only that they, you know, they did and did not expect, you know, you know but... Uh, I have that uh, that feed that tells me that one of the things that really, really, really bugs people is if I had signed an NDA, whether it was with a private individual, a corporation, a foundation, or whatever it was, and I reneged on it and started telling the story after having signed the NDA, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, I'd be liable to give the whole pile of money back, plus fines, exactly. plus costs, plus this, plus that. And um, and this other 
you don't want to talk about a mama Luke, that lawyer of hers with the, and has aspirations. He's been in Iowa. He's um, been in New Hampshire. He's been up here in New oh, Hampshire. Okay. Avenatti's been us yeah. up here. It's like, what, what a... His 15, minutes, his 15 minutes of fame is going to carry him straight to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So, uh... That is you not know, the, the Italian the, the, I wanted in the White House, believe me. No. He, he won't go anywhere. This, he won't go anywhere. You know, you know who I want? I want Joe Marino from Jersey City. <laughs> Enjoy your 39 cents a gallon gas, all right? You know, that guy. <laughs> Vinny. <laughs> Hit him with the bat. <laughs> so, uh, but there, I also live in, in proximity to a uh, a university. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, during, you know, campaign time and stuff, you go past all the little stores. You know, I mean, there's at least four hookah shops down there and uh you know, uh, uh, all kinds of stuff. You can, actually, believe it or not, and, and it's, this is something, you know, uh, there's actually in, uh, I don't know if it says, in this town of city of Strasburg or East Strasburg, I don't know which side of the line it falls on. Okay. Of, it's a condom store. Condoms all the time? Nothing but? It, it, yep. Well, I don't know what else is in there. I <laughs> Well, you know, I, I haven't had a requirement. Well, you should just go in out of curiosity. Go, hey, I got to see this. I, I should, but uh, you know what? The wait, wait, problem wait. with those those What's lovely it called? Lo- condoms are us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, condoms galore. Actually, I believe is what it's called. No. But I don't know. I don't, I, oh, yeah, and uh, 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 I said, you know, the problem with these little small town shops, and you know me, I believe in shopping hometown America. I believe in shopping American. Mm-hmm. You know, said, but the problem is they're not all ADA compliant. True, that's true. And I mean, I saw this one place down there. It's a barber shop. It's an old-looking barber shop. You look in, it's got old barber chairs, and it's got a guy's name on it, like Martinelli's. I'm not going to use the real name, but it, uh, Martinelli's or something. And it's it, it's probably I haven't seen the guy, but it's probably this old Italian guy. Yep. And I, you can tell most people can't, but you can tell. I need a haircut bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I figure I get into. I can't get into it. Hmm. I, I can't look. Debbie looked at the steps. She even got out with a tape measure. She's uh, uh-uh. you know. Oh, jeez. So, you know, so I get into it, and uh, I said, "Gee, I wonder if he'd charge me extra to come out of the street and do it right there on the sidewalk." But uh, <laughs> oh, you know, man. well, it, it's you know the kind of thing that. Uh, uh, anyhow, back to these. It, 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 you see the signs, and they're all you know uh, uh, Hillary and uh, uh, all the various and sundry you know. Uh, governmental people and it's all democrat and you know once in a while you'll see a sign you know uh, a maga sign or a mm-hmm. trump 2020 sign or something you know and uh, you know through the broken glass you can tell it's on the inside oh, uh, okay <laughs> no i, <laughs> I, I guess i just oh, man. i know i know but it's but it's it's a college town yeah. you know so you can you can pretty much guess it's going to be heavily and it's not so much that they're you know hillary voters it's that they're Sanders voters. Yep. And there's a push. I just pulled down a PDF yesterday from the, um, oh, initials AD something or DSA or something. And it's, it's the uh, uh, Democratic Socialist Workers Party oh, of the uh, yeah. world or something. And it's, you know, we're going to invade the education system. They already have. We can grab 
Yeah, but I'm saying that this is now, it's not just a question of the Democrats or the liberals. This is the actual socialist people like the, you know, okay. like all the people that you stop on the street and ask them, you're carrying a socialist sign. Do you know what it means? And, well, um, you know, dude, and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, that's what we're up against. And Freedom it's, for it's everybody. Yeah, free, and it's... They don't know the difference between socialism, communism, anarchy, you know, no, uh, uh, any of that. Any of the statisms. You know, they don't. That's, that's, that's college kids. Now, imagine having this stuff injected IV into, you know, kindergartners. That's true. That's true. Because you and I you know, which were is taught from, the, from our very early school days about the United States, capitalism, and the other forms of um, um, government out there, capitalism, social, I mean, you know, socialism, ca communism, so on and so forth, fascism. You know, so that's not being taught anymore. They're, they're being taught yeah, but, that socialism and communism but, is actually good. It's more equal. It's when fairer. I that, when, I, when I was that, you know, uh, I never went to kindergarten because it just wasn't any of the schools where I was in Newark, but I did go to first grade. You got to remember, the war was still fresh in everybody's mind. That's right. You know, no, I'm not talking Vietnam. That came later. That came yeah. when I came along. This, yeah. I'm talking about the Second World Second War World and Korea, Korea were still fresh in everyone's mind. Mm -hmm. There were still people walking around coming home. That's right. You know, uh, uh, mm -hmm. it was it was a different time. It, it, we we learned. I mean, again, you know, to us as far as learning. You know about communism and socialism. We knew how exactly what it meant because every couple of days we'd hear a siren go off and duck and cover. That's right. You know, and now. Well, well you know how it, they do it. You know, they give it to the kids in, in elementary school yep. as soft socialism, communism. What they do is they use the word fairness and equal. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that everybody mm -hmm. should be? And you'll get everything equally. Don't you think that we should be fair to everybody? You know, and that's so that's it's it's given to them on a nice little plate, silver plate, and it's made really pretty. And they use those nice little words, and um, so yep. that's what they're raised with now. You know, and well, that that couldn't be further from the truth, folks. In the United States, it's fair, and it's it, it's it's all that because everybody has equal opportunity for outcome. In socialism and communism, everybody has equal outcome of misery. That's right. And very few you know, in socialism uh, and communism, you have the intelligentsia who has everything. And the rest of the people have to struggle. So, you know, and look any... At, and look at, uh, yeah. look at Venezuela. Oh, my gosh. Cuba. Come on. You know... Um, uh, they were predicting that by this week sometime, Venezuela's uh, uh, inflation rate will hit 1 million percent. Oh, my gosh. And, and Maduro's Venezuela answer used to be a, a Maduro's answer to that was, because don't forget, this Ocasio-Cortez woman said that zeros don't matter. <laughs> yeah. They asked her a question, something, and she said, oh, well, zero, there were only zeros. They don't matter. Well, Maduro thinks the same thing because he said the answer to his inflation rate is just drop five zeros. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess this week it'll be six zeros. I'm surprised she hasn't visited okay. Maduro yet. I'm really, I'm surprised. Okay, well, she so doesn't want to go there. Oh, yes, yeah, she does. I mean, that's, right now, 
that's you, you know that's the uh, the homeland for uh, what she is proposing. So well, look, look, she was she was all annoyed that they closed the coffee shop she goes to every day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not and knowing. why they closed the coffee shop. They closed the coffee shop because they couldn't afford to do business because they had to pay their people $15 an hour, which is something she wants. That's right. She's a big proponent So they of closed the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole thing, it also came out the other day that her, uh, her talking about her beginnings, she's representing them as a little bit more humble than they actually were. That's right. Um. She you know, this in a this very woman. nice neighborhood in Westchester, I believe, right? Yeah, and she so she talks that. about uh, you know socialism. They ask her questions on the left. Look, if you can make Chris Cuomo smack his head, yeah. you really, yeah, yeah you really got something going on. Yeah, you you must be so stupid that he can't even put his minuscule brain around it. Seriously. Um, and, uh, seriously. you know, the fact that she, you know, won't go and debate anyone. She was offered, uh, 10 grand, I think, or yes. 50 grand or something by Charlie Kirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, or was it Ben Shapiro? It was remember. Ben Shapiro. I think both of them actually. Well, Ben Shapiro and, uh, and then somebody else stepped up some other organization. I think it had, uh, cause there was that fake interview with that young girl. <laughs> which was satirical it, was a it, ten, was, it said so but yes it was hysterical. satirical it was it was a um well God, what, manufactured you know cut and paste yeah uh, you know but then somebody else turned around and offered her like like a half a million or something and she's when shapiro said he said oh stop catcalling me yeah i know I'm like what? what what the heck does that mean see all of a sudden oh, you're attacking me because i'm a woman she's an She's an egg roll. She's an egg roll of every liberal socialist uh, uh, hyperbole you can yep. grab and wrap up in a in a in a shell and stick in the fryer. And, and uh, comes, that's all there is. When it comes right down to it, she's stupid. She's stupid. She is stupid. You know, she is ignorant about this country, about what it stands for. It's uh, well, it's 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 founding. It's the Constitution. I mean, this girl is one stupid chick. Medicare for all will save us money because fewer people will die and we won't have to pay for those funerals. Well, first of all, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I don't know if anybody clued you into this, but everybody that's ever been born will die. That's true. Um, <laughs> That's all there is to it. And I haven't had a chance to check my Medicare booklet because I can't find it. I'll just go online <laughs> and find out because, hey, look, I'm on Medicare. Do they pay for my funeral? I don't think so. <laughs> don't think so. I mean, Matter of fact, I know, I'm 100% I sure nice they don't. Flag a, I, get, I get a nice flag on an honor guard, but I don't know if they pay for it. <laughs> well, know, they don't pay for your for funeral. The rest of it. Uh-uh. You know, but uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be um, cremated anyway. Mm-hmm. Because it's the uh, it's the last opportunity I have to have a smoking hot body. Jeez, oh, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. Oh boy! Although, although they told me they told me I couldn't be, uh, I I wanted to have a, a pyre, you know. Uh huh. Like uh, the Hindus. And they say I, yeah, like either the Hindus or the Vikings or what mm-hmm. have you, you know. Uh-huh. I wanted to have a pyre, you know, like some of the Native American tribes. And, right. 
stuff. They told me I couldn't because it would take them three days to put the fire out. Why? Think of who you're talking to. <laughs> you know, if, you know what? If it's my if it's my day to go, I'm gonna be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You know, I got to credit that vodka pundit. He's he's one who came up with that. One. But still, uh, you know, it, look, these people don't know what they're talking about. No, they don't. But everybody that's got everybody that's it, it, Arizona. You know, God bless them, but is in political trouble right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether whether the governor appoints Cindy McCain to John's seat is oh is it, it's almost God. election coming up. You know, yeah. what are you going to do? It's going to be Kelly. But Ward. you know, all these other things going out there with people that are either socialists or, or pro immigration. Or, I, I you know, you can't be in Arizona and be pro immigration, so you're not going to win, sweetheart. That's all there is to it. But now they found out that uh, so something on the order of uh, 7,000 refugees have left Arizona because of they implemented the work fair rules. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and, and a bunch of them have left Maine because of the work fair rules as well. So where'd they go? Um, California? New York? Uh, actually, they, they said uh, uh, the biggest influx is to the... Uh, northern U.S. states, the the Montanas, the um, Michigans, the Wisconsins, uh, that kind of thing. Are they going to go uh, over the border then? You think, or they? Just- well, apparently Canada's got that problem too. They keep leaving the United States for Canada. Well, so I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to stand there and say, whoa, 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 where are you going? Stay here, stay here. No, I'm not going to do that. But uh, yeah, I don't think it was Trudeau. I think it was one of his people under him. Um, it uh, that said, you know, these people coming in from the United States, it's it's terrible, and I don't I don't think they mean Rosie. Yeah, exactly. You know? I know. <laughs> no, seriously though, the um, uh, you know, all of a sudden Canada's going. Uh, uh, we really don't want these people. Well, sorry, you started it by bringing in those uh, refugees, <laughs> quote unquote. You know, we don't want people. Well. We don't want them either. And you know who else doesn't want them? Europe. Well, the European people. But, you know, as far Europe. as the EU is concerned, hey, it's time for us to have oh, diversity. Yeah. But just recently, the Finns have turned around and said, okay, that's it. Nope. The Poles have never taken their quote-unquote fair share. Neither have Hungary. Uh, you know, Italy's turning boats around. Yeah, they are finally. Uh, uh, what's his yeah. name? Austria. What's no. his name? What's his name? The Prime Minister, the Foreign Minister, um, no. Savili. Can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. Savetti, so, so, Savili. Savili. Well, whoever it is, God bless you. Um, you know, um, I've seen it, you know, too many videos. Politics makes, politics makes strange bedfellows, and it really, honestly, does because the two people that are, you know, the ones, the Prime Minister, and the other one, I guess, is uh, Home Secretary or something, and they. They formed this coalition before the election, and these are two people that would not ordinarily have been in bed together. Right. But they shared that vision of, you know, turning these boats around. Mm-hmm. You know, and as I said, a lot of the low countries now are saying, no, 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 no. Even Germany now, the uh, ADF party or, or, or DAF Deutschland First or something like that party, 
is growing and growing and growing, and Merkel's going, uh-oh. Well, there's another thing that's growing, growing, and growing, and that's neo-Nazism. They are also... Well... Neo-Nazi party is... And this is what happened last time in Germany, Lou, remember? Yep. Things were bad yes, in I Germany. Do. The, the um, uh, government was weak. If, if ever, if I had a nickel for every time in the last two weeks I heard Night of Long Knives and Kristallnacht and... All this stuff, come on, folks. Nobody's talking about posting six million Muslims. They're just saying they're. I'm telling you, and only because you brought up the rise of Nazism, and 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 here's the thing: you know, we just and Islam work hand in hand. We we I realize that. Yeah, but do others realize that? That that fella from Queens the other day. And they believe the uh, uh, Anti-Defamation League believes that this was the, you know, who owns that company that chases Nazis around the globe. Uh, they believe that this was the last Nazi in America mm-hmm. as far as leftovers, like legitimately from the Third Reich. Right. And I tried to express to people, this guy is a Nazi. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But, oh, you voted for Trump, you're a Nazi. No. That guy's a Nazi. They do and we deported him. He's gone. They don't understand. And what kills me is the fact that it takes either a hard left or a hard right to wake the center to heck up. Now, in 1933, sure. they didn't wake up. Mm-mm. They went right along Oh, they woke it. up. They woke up in 1945. You know, it's like, oh. Well, they had no choice, honey. You know. <laughs> it was destroyed. No, I know. We woke up. Yeah. But uh, uh, in France and in uh, Italy and uh, Spain recently, I mean, they had their own problem between the Basques and the um, the other separatists up there. Uh, they wanted to declare themselves their own nation. I forget the name. Uh, but uh, I think it started with a C. But anyway, they had their own problems internally. They didn't need any help. You know, in in uh, in in having problems in southern Spain and Portugal, just said, no, no, we're not taking you at all. You know, the Dutch have said something very similar. The Australians don't take any. It, I mean, not that they're in the EU, but well, you know. the thing is, this is just getting too serious. It's it's um, getting ridiculous. And um, right right now, I don't know if you heard, but in Germany, there was a German man killed, and. A Two guys that killed him was were an Iraqi and a Syrian, most both Muslims, and um, it appears that the people are waking up there because there are going to be fierce protests. And oh, I yeah. think you, you know sometimes it's the smallest thing that sets people. But off. I don't. I don't see it being the same. I really don't. I, I there have been dozens and dozens of people killed, raped, murdered. There was a 96-year-old woman raped and murdered by three uh, North Africans, so to see, speak. See, this is what, uh, you have, what you have to understand, what people don't understand, especially when it comes to women. Islam does not respect women, never has. Any woman, regardless of her age or condition, is considered their property to do whatever they want with it. Yes, and, they're chattel. Yes, and... Any feminist out there should understand this, but they don't. But anyway, anyway, no, they don't. 
in Germany right now. Um, so they're, they're waiting for this. These Actually, there already have been a few protests. Um, but the left-wingers are out there also, people who want to uh, keep them there. I don't understand what. These people aren't affected at all by the crime? What? what? Uh, that goes on. Oh, it's probably because there was, they're they're on welfare too, so they never have to leave their homes. I don't know. It, there's an, a a two part YouTube thing, and I don't remember who produced it, uh, and it was from 2007. Uh, with this one minister of this one, uh, I don't know if you call it state, county, whatever it is up there in in Finland, and there were some factories that made certain things or something, and they couldn't get enough people, so. To them, the migrants were a source of labor, and uh, they, you know, the Finns weren't reproducing quickly enough, and uh, uh, so they brought. And he said even he had changed his mind, saying, "No, it's not worth the increase in crime. It's not worth the increase in 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 rape and murder. It's not worth the increase in." And people say, "Oh, you know, you're being, you know, racist." First of all, Islam is not a race. You know. Second of all, you know. It, they, they say the same thing about the people coming across the southern border. They say, oh, you label them all as rapists and uh, drug dealers and gang members and murderers. No. And they say, oh, more people in the, you know, more domestic uh, violence, more all these uh, murders and rapes by pe- natural-born citizens here and by immigrants. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's an old thing I used to say years ago, and it said more Chevrolets break down than any other car. Because there are more Chevrolets than any other car. Of course there's going to be more broken down Chevrolets. And so but when you look at it by the percentages of 300 million people versus the estimated 13 million people, you folks are killing people and belong either in prison or back in your own damn country. Well, the thing is, is that everybody kept saying, and they still say to this day that Donald Trump, you know, just... You know, came out and said all Mexicans were rapists and everything. No, that's not what he said. They Which failed to realize is what he said uh, in front of that was, you have to understand that Mexico is not sending us their best and brightest. Well, They're sending us their rapists. You know, and it's just like, look this up, folks. Now, the thing is, the problem is, especially um, with the immigrants coming over, they don't want to work. They don't want to work. And I don't understand where they, any of these people who brought these, uh, these, these people from Africa and everything, they, that's not the culture that they have come from. There is no work I, ethic. They are taught to, to steal. They are taught to steal. Stealing yeah, is okay. That's why they become pirates too. Huh? Yeah, yeah they're taught that's to steal. That's why they become pirates. Stuff. Right, Exactly. So anybody who thought that they were going to be they were going to help out the workforce in Europe is idiotic. It was it was idiotic because they actually had I remember them having you know the pictures come up of them rioting in Calais because of the fact that they didn't like the food or you know their iPhone wasn't a nine it was an eight. I know, isn't that amazing? You know. And uh, and it happened in several places. Listen, it, when it comes right down to it, whether we're talking about the the North Africans, the Middle Easterns, or the South Americans, I, you know, the and culture. the president said not sending the best and brightest. All right, uh, I want you to I want you to keep this in mind because you're old enough. I want you to remember back to the Marielle boat lift. Oh boy, do I remember the Marielle boat lift? Yeah. 
All right. And what was Castro sending us? He was sending, he was opening he was, up the prisons and he was putting them all on the boats. The yes. The prisons and the mental institutions. Yep. Emptied them out, put them on boats and sent them to us because he knew that the second they set one, one wet foot on the ground, they were accepted, period, because mm-hmm. they were Cuban. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did, empty out his prison. Now that's prison reform for you, right? Yep. Send them to America. Um, and I, I see the same thing. Look, I, I, and I'm going to say this, and I know people are going to get upset with me, but I'm going to say this. We used to have rotating shifts when I worked in the cold storage, rotating shifts of people brought in on a bus. Some of them were Oriental. Some of them were Hispanic. Some of them were African-American. Some of them were Jamaican. Some of them were, you know, I don't know, Congolese or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they used to, these buses used to pull up each shift. And they, these guys would get off, and the other guys that were there for the second shift would get on, and the third shift would take over. And then the third shift guys would get on, and the first shift guys would get off. Okay. You know, it was a rotate thing, and it was – they brought us – you know, they were supposed to be I-9 certified and all that other stuff. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But one thing I noticed about when we had the largely Hispanic bus come in. Yeah. They would work and work and work, and there's nothing wrong. I cannot complain about the job they did. I could complain about them not getting out of the way when I yelled, get out of the way. But, you know, they, well, you got a heavy piece of equipment coming through. And, yeah, I know. You know, you're still picking little bottles of yogurt out of a case and, you know, <laughs> get out of the way. Um, so I had to call and insist that they had at least that much level of English. Exactly. But one thing that they used to say to each other, if a guy wasn't working as hard as they were, mm-hmm. they used to say to them, what are you, a Mexican? Ah, that's interesting. As a pejorative. Yes. There you go. And, you know, the whole manana, you know, uh, it's, hey, look, I've said it about. No, go ahead. Sorry. I've said it about everybody on the planet, Italians included, all right? Stereotypes do not spring fully formed out of the ground. That's right. And there are people that are going to fit the stereotype. Otherwise, the stereotype would just die off. That's right. And, you know, hey, people say, oh, oh, the Italian people, the mafia. Well, you know what? There's a lot of Italian people in the mafia. Yep. You know, that's all there is to it. Uh but this this whole idea that they were going to be a new workforce is not working out here, nor in uh, uh, any of the European nations. No, it's not because that's all, not their culture. All one, yeah, all one needs to do is watch, you know, like uh, uh, Northwest Law or whatever it was called, and they would go into the redwood forests, the piney woods, and they'd find these drug labs. And they'd bust a dozen guys hanging out there if they could find them. Sometimes they could, sometimes they couldn't. And they're making this environmental disaster, and they're picking them up, and not a single one of them was here legally. So what jobs are they taking that Americans don't want? Making meth. Cooking down coke. Everybody's, you know, bemoaning the fact, too, that we have uh, an illegal drug problem. We have so many people now that are... ODing. I mean, what happened and where was it? Hartford? No, New Haven. I mean, they had like 26 ODs in like one day or something ridiculous. Yep. But the thing is, then you go down to Austin, Texas, was it? And in an old KFC, 
there was a oh, tunnel. Oh, it was further down. Austin. Austin. Yeah, it, it was, was further. It, down. Where the heck was it? But but the thing is, it was right there, right at the border. I think. Yeah, which one's right at the border? I forget. Yeah. But anyway, they had Galveston. No, no, it wasn't Galveston. Um, that's on the. But anyway, um, they had a yeah. Oh. They had a tunnel in which they it's transported drugs. So people. Yep. You know, this is getting ridiculous. And the guy, who, the guy who was on this end of the tunnel had, from what the DEA said, he had uh, Chinese artificial fentanyl. Jeez. And the amount he had equaled, at street level, 3 million doses. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Plus, he had several kilos of heroin, and he had several kilos of brown heroin, and he had, you know, a, a bunch of kilos of marijuana, and this all came out through this tunnel, and it obviously wasn't the first time that tunnel had been used. Yeah. And it was nice. It was lined with plywood. It was. And, My God. You, know, you could live there. You know, and, uh, and, well, that's it. And I said, well, you know what? There are no problems that can't be cured with a suitable application of high explosives. That's true. You know, I say flood the tunnel with gas. And boom. You know. Ether, not not something, you know, just ether or something, and you know, uh, send guys in with gas masks, make sure there's nobody in it, and on the way out, set charges. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. yep, I agree. And if they if they fall on the Mexican side, kick them out that end. If they fall on the American side, kick them out that other end. There you you go. know, whatever end they push them all out to the other side. You know, put big cuidado uh, tape across the the mm-hmm. hole at the Mexican side and set charges on the way through. Yep, I agree. Ridiculous. You know, if, if it's behind a old KFC, an old unused KFC, and you put enough charges, that KFC will get right smack in the way. <laughs> yeah. I could true. do that. Hey, uh, I like to change the uh, subject a bit because we're kind of we're almost running out of time here. Um, now, you and I sort of disagree on this, but uh, I really have to speak about this. As far as I am concerned, there was one less creature in the swamp. And and I'm talking about John McCain, who died over the weekend, age of 81. Well, we really don't just... Well, you prefer not to say anything. I prefer to say something because I'm tired of keeping quiet about people who have actively um, worked at destroying this country and not being loyal or helping this country, but using this country for his own personal gain, his own ego. Um, I don't care what people say about him. You know, you have people out there that are ready to make him a saint. They're giving him the same treatment that they give uh, Teddy Kennedy, the liberal lion. And you know darn well that part of our uh, part of the reason why our uh, immigration is such a mess is due to Teddy Kennedy. Um, but John McCain, if you look at some of the things he did throughout his life, they're disgusting. Okay. Um, and well, the most famous one, that thumbs down vote at the very last time he was on the Hill. You know, for the health care yep. uh, initiatives. Yep. So talk about affecting people and affecting people's lives, their money, um, their their ability to have decent health care. Yeah. That's John McCain who actually helped that out, folks. 
Plus the fact that he actively took part in transporting this uh, dossier, this fake dossier, from Europe over to the United States, he actually sent one of his staffers over there to get it. Um, Move over, Scooter Lip. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, is that he um, he's pissed. He's He was really ticked off that Donald Trump got in there, <clears throat> excuse me, first time, not even a politician, uh, and Donald Trump managed to win the presidency, whereas he ran in uh, 2000 and 2008 and got beat soundly both times. Okay, he got thrown yeah. out of the um, the primaries and the first time and the second yeah, time. Even, in 2008, he didn't even make a candidate. No, you know, he but, didn't make uh, candidate. He got thrown out of the primaries. Um, yeah. But the thing is here is that, you know, so that's, that really rankled him, and you can tell. And that's why he was so against Trump on this, on everything. Oh. Plus the fact that, um, can anybody say the Keating Five? Remember that? Um, yeah, I, I I remember. Yep. I remember. Um, to, I, you know, uh, I, I will say. I'm and glad I'll, he's gone. We discussed, now we can maybe put we, a we discussed, in there. Yeah, you, we discussed this before we went on air. Um, when it comes to John McCain, I'm going to take my mother's advice that she gave me thousands of times growing up. Um, I will say this: he was an accomplished pilot. Um, uh, he was a Navy man through and through. He was an accomplished pilot. He did some very serious uh, uh, Navy pilot uh, stuff uh, in Vietnam, and then he was captured and put into Hanoi Hilton uh, and tortured. Okay. No, he was not um, tortured. He was not well, tortured. It, at first, it was you know. Um, well, everybody was tortured. Later, but they tried to make it appear as if his problems with his arms was due to torture. No, it wasn't. It was when he was ejected out of his aircraft. Yes, that was a yes. That was a problem with his ejector seat. I get that. Yes. So anyway, being a Navy guy that he was, um, the Navy will name. I know what size boat it is that they put people How like about that. A dinghy? You know, admirals. Well, whatever you know, whether it's a dinghy or a you know swift boat, whatever it is, because swift boats are the downfall of a lot of Navy guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, uh, you know they're going to name a boat after him and look I'm Army I really don't care who they name their boats after. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, know there's already one named after his grandfather or his father, or I forget what it is. USS John McCain. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, then it'll have to be you know Junior or something. Oh. Just type Junior on the back of the stern on the back of the fantail, but just put Junior, you know, yeah. <laughs> and everybody will know who it is. Uh, you know, but uh, and I'll stop there because you know. Uh, uh, I know the stories. I, I know, you know, the stories as they are, uh, the stories as they were portrayed, and the stories as they should have been portrayed and such. And uh, um, and I'll stop there. But, uh, you know, I'm more broken up uh, this weekend over the fact that we lost Neil Simon. So that should tell you something. Yeah, me too. Me too. An accomplished man, writer. I mean, you know, all the way back with your show of shows, Sid Caesar. Yep. Um, I have it's to ask, imaging. do you remember um, the movie My Favorite Year mm-hmm. with Peter O'Toole and Joseph Bologna? Yep. Okay, so we know that basically that was a takeoff on Sid Caesar. You do know that, right? I, I would be able to see it if I hadn't known it, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, I'm wondering who Neil Simon was in that one. I'm just wondering. You know, I... 
go I'd have to go and watch it again and, and because, I think I've got it on Yeah, I love that. That's one of my favorite movies. But anyway, um I mean you you you, you consider where he uh his roots were in that. I mean, you know, and one of my favorite movies actually is Brighton Beach Memoirs, you know. And um the whole song trilogy was was mm-hmm. a, a phenomenon. Yeah. You know, they were all made yeah. at least once, and some of them, twi- Brighton Beach memoirs, were twice or three times. You know, so uh, uh, look, he didn't. It, it, at one time in the '60s, actually had four shows on Broadway at the same time. Amazing, amazing. And the only living playwright, the only living playwright to have a Broadway theater named after him while he was still alive. Um, you know that just doesn't happen. You know, uh, uh, Delunt Fontan, they were already passed. You know, uh, the Sondheim, he was already gone. You know, a, a lot of these, you know, but to name one after him while he was still alive, you know they're going to dim the lights. I don't know if they did it yesterday, and I don't know if they're going to do it today. Hell, far as I'm concerned, for Neil Simon, you know, dim the lights once every day for a week. Um, but, you know, yeah, I was more broke up over him than, uh, and I was certainly broke up over Aretha Franklin. But wait a minute. Yeah, why I, do you keep why do you keep bringing up Torch Song trilogies for? Because it fits. What do you mean? It's a time and place. It's a time and place thing. It's a a a a, a genre. Okay, but Torch Song trilogy wasn't written by Neil Simon. No, it wasn't. But okay. I'm saying, but in those days, it was it was a genre, and he. Oh I yes. Okay. He that, all right. All right. Genre, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Sorry. Came on and uh, and and literally jumped on his bandwagon, which which is you know the uh, flattery thing. You know mm-hmm. the uh, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. Right. So you know, I, hey, it was it was a a problem. Aretha Franklin passing, you know, was a was a bummer. Uh, they lost two of the young um, uh, rockers uh, of that, um, not emo, that um, indie rock or something like that. And I had to go look them up. I had no idea who the hell they were. Uh, and one guy, and I don't remember his name either because, you know, I'm terrible with names. And even with my pink pencil, I'm terrible with names. Uh, the one guy who was one of the founding members in, uh, of yeah. Leonard Skinner, who Skinner. also helped write... Uh, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Mm-hmm. He passed the uh, mm-hmm. sixty-seven, I think he was. Yeah, so that wasn't too bad. Too young. Uh, too young. Kofi Annan. I'm not shedding any tears no, over. Neither am I. Please, please. I but, mean, you know, know, one of these days, the you know, one of these days, we're finally going to either kick the UN out or have a Secretary General from the First World. Now, let me just tell you. You know, you do know that Donald Trump has also cut two things. Um, um, oh, oops. Um, the um, UN, oh gosh, he cut off yep, some the more UN, uh, funding. Oh, human, something, something commission? Yeah, Human Rights Commission, I believe it is. Yeah. Human Rights Commission, Council on Human Rights or whatever it is. He yeah. pulled 200 million bucks from that. And he also pulled 200 million bucks from the uh, PLO. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I think that is, I, I think that's great. See, this is, a, and I have said this before. I have said that he is pulling us out of the UN little by little because he has pulled us out of UNESCO uh, and stopped giving money there. Um, 
Yep. He now with all this, I think what he's doing, he's doing it little by little, and then yeah. the the coup de gras will be eminent domain on those twelve acres on the East River, and they gotta leave. Do you know though? And they gotta. How wonderful New York City will be to to live in again. Oh, oh! The quality of life in New York City will jump. Are you kidding me? Look, kidding. in 2025, in 2025, when he's out of office, mm-hmm. he will develop that spot. I know, <laughs> I know exactly. The next part of Park City, you know, it, it, you know, it, it turn it into the next Morningside Heights. I mean, he, he's going to develop that spot right there. And and if nothing else, just take all those diplomat plates off the streets of the city of New York. That's right. And do you know how much money? Um, we, the, the police will save dealing with all the stupid idiots there. And, um, but, of course, you know what you do before you make, you, they leave. You make sure that they pay their parking tickets and everything, you know? Yeah, kind of like having a lien on the joint, you know? <sighs> yeah, exactly. Hey, it's guess like, what, U.N.? <laughs> before you leave, give us back some of this money so it can go into the New York City uh, coffers. Um, yeah. We'll we'll take ten cents on the dollar. It'll still come to you know twenty five million bucks. Exactly, exactly. I I just um, it's it it would be great. It would be great to get out of that and just kick them out. But again, I think he's doing it in a very sound manner. He's taking a look little by little at the organizations tied to the UN. How much do we give? How much do other countries give? Are we seeing a return for our funds? No, we are not. They are being used to back up terror organizations. They're being used against our country. And he has oh, enough yeah, guts but... to say no more. Oh, you, UN, UN think of the children, apocalypse, Armageddon, oh, you know, they'll, they'll all be crying and stuff. But in the meantime, you know, just think about how many dossiers don't come into this country because there's no more diplomatic bags coming in through that part of New York City. That's right. That's right. I agree. I agree. That would be think wonderful just to get we've them out. Got, we've got we've got terrorism stuff coming through. We've got, you know, oh, oh, uh, it, Top secret stuff coming and going. You know, these people like Brennan, they say, oh, he's inhibiting his speech. He's not inhibiting his speech. He's freer now to say what he wants than he was before. You know, if you walk out the door, your security clearance should, you know, stay on inside the vestibule. Period. Let me tell you something. Everybody you know, who has a security knock him down, knock him down to a level one or something, so he could be read no. in on something in a hurry if he was needed. But he's he not needed. He he's not needed. Overlap he's, time is over, honey. Overlap not only that, time is but over. not only that, but uh, uh, you know, it, it's inhibiting his free speech. No, it's not. He's freer now to talk. What it what it does inhibit is him being able to call up one of his buddies and say, "Hey, tell me about this." They're going to turn around and say, "Well, geez, I can't." That's right. You're not cleared for that kind of level of information. Well, you know the thing you know, is, in which case, I don't want knowing. The thing is, none of these people should have these security clearances. When I left NSA, I walked out that door. I had been debriefed. And I lost my security clearance. I was not allowed access to anything. I don't give a damn if he was head of the CIA. He was a lousy CIA director. Well, he was a communist. He should never have been in that. And let's face it, he was he monetizing. Voted. Huh? He voted communist, he yes. Monetizing and weaponized. Yeah, yes, he, he voted did. for a communist candidate. Yes. And, you know, look, him and Clapper and Obama, these are all people who were in power in 2016 when this whole thing this whole collusion stuff started. That's true. And they were talking, you know, 
why are they they're talking about knowing about it, but nobody's talking about them knowing about it. I know. I know. You know, this all happened in 2016, but in 2018, it's President Trump's fault. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's you right. Know, it's insane. When I, left Army, when I left the Army, I kept my clearance for five years. Mm-hmm. There were reasons for that, right. but I kept my clearance for five years. At the end of that five years, I got the letter, come in, you know, and I went down to a specific building in a specific town, in a specific room, at a specific floor, and I signed the forms, and I walked out, and I was every bit as dumb as any other civilian. That's right. And that, that. and, uh, you know, you can get, because you know what? Having the clearance can get you in a lot of trouble. True. Very true. You know, somebody can put the pressure on you. Somebody, you know, and uh, and say, hey, you know, you have access to this information. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got clearance. You know, no, I don't. President pulled it. And as far as I'm concerned, those other 12 people on his list, he should pull those. He should have pulled them the day he walked in. He should have pulled them on 21 January 17. Mm-hmm. I agree. See, the thing is, if they, they hold their clearances, I want mine back. Because at least I will work to keep America safe. None of these people are. None of these people are. So tell me about your tell me about your rude awakening with um, the anti-Islamist people. Oh, Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay, folks. I don't know if you remember, but I was at a uh, reception and a talk by Robert Spencer. As a matter of fact, I was one of the people who helped organize it, and. Um, I sat right next to him and we spoke and I had mentioned to him that, gee, all of a sudden I couldn't post on Jihad Watch anymore. And he said, really? I said, yeah. I said, I just don't understand why. I said, you know, I don't put anything outrageous there. I I said, you have Muslims on there that post the most horrific things. He goes, yeah, I know. I said, they're allowed to post. All of a sudden my stuff is being blocked. He goes, well, get in touch with Mark. So I did. I got in touch with Mark at Jihad Watch and at first, the guy was like, uh, oh, okay, yeah, I'll look into it, you know. And then he said to me, he goes, well, um, chill, he said. You know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it, and, you know, you'll be allowed to post. I really haven't done anything. You haven't done anything, and I really haven't blocked you, and so on and so forth. So um, all of a sudden, my comments were being coming back. Uh, your comment is awaiting moderation. And um, it's doing it again. He was doing it again. And so I wrote him again. And he said to me, hey, listen, he said, uh, I do have a life other than 24 hours of trying to uh, take care of these problems. And I'm like, you know, hey, buddy, if you're sister admin, system admin, this is your life. Okay? I didn't say that to them because my yeah, husband. You're, this is your job. Yeah. At 24 hours a day. So anyway, now all of a sudden I have not been able to post. I put stuff on there. Now the guy did mention to me something about our website. He said he was a little harder on me than most people because of our website. Now, Lou, come on. Our website is not any worse than any newspaper organization out there. And it's not any worse than, than, than... Pamela Geller, we tell the truth, we write our opinions. So I have not been able to post. He said, well, I'm a little harder on you, he said, than, than, um, than others. And I'm like, what? 
What, Lou? I said, that might be my fault. Why? I do in some of my earlier ones, especially. I do have some pretty rough stuff. I mean, I don't swear or nothing, but you know, I'm, I can be blunt. So. You know, yours yours are much more eloquently written than no, mine. That's not mine. true. <laughs> no, Lou, you and I both tell it like it is. I I cannot say no. No, no, no. I have read your stuff. I honestly think you hold yourself back. Me, on the other hand, I think I really let myself go. I, I, no, uh-uh. I see nothing wrong with what we write. I really don't. I mean, you see, okay. you read some well, of the you read some of the comments. Like there's this one guy. Who's, uh, his name is Ibrahim Itasi Mohammed, right? He's a Muslim. You should see the vitriol that comes out onto that site. I mean, it's disgusting. Nope. And they let that um, through. I do have it bookmarked. I do have it bo- I bookmarked it because of the first time you mentioned this. I have not had opportunity uh, or occasion to get there. And look, I will. Um, but... Uh, I don't know. You know what? I, I always thought you were more constrained than I am. I'm just more blunt. Uh, you know, I have no problem saying, you know, uh, uh, for 65, you know, they were talking about 65 billion for the wall. And I said, geez, you could buy a lot more concertina and claymores for that. than." There's nothing know, wrong uh, with that, Lou. There is nothing. Lou, but, stop. No, no. Anyway, all right, well, whatever it is about PQRM, he doesn't like, he doesn't like it. Now that that begs the uh, question in in my best Sean Connery, what are you prepared to do? Well, my next step is... Are you able to uh, contact Mr. Spencer and say, hey? Yeah, I think that's my next thing. That's my next thing. Um, uh, I'm very disappointed. I mean, the man knows my background. Um, And... I don't know who Mark is. I don't know if it is a member of his family. I don't know. Or if this is some, but this is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. I'm prepared to go on with this. Um, believe me. So good, I'm going to contact Mr. Spencer best I can. If not, then I will try. Never and, thought of him as a quitter. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he's having trouble now because he has been uh, banned by Patreon. He's trying to do a video program on there. They banned him. They just took his. And also MasterCard and uh, Visa took away his privileges. Also, um, they tried to GoFundMe page. GoFundMe took it away. And it's disgusting what's, what he's going through. But um, on the other hand, when I see the same type of tactics used by his people against a supporter of his, it's very disconcerting. Mm-hmm. Very disconcerting. So well, I gotta. I have to. I have to do this. I have to take time to. You know, every every time we close, I try and make sure everybody knows that uh, I am the one who puts the stuff out, basically on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you do. You know, Facebook, uh, uh, me, we, uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, you name it. You name the. You know, we're also on Blueberry. We're also on iTunes. Uh, you know, uh, various places they can hear our podcasts, and of course. At politicalqrm.com, uh, they can read your uh, essays and, and, of course, mine. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, I think I even posted a link to a video there uh, of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, see my smiling face. Uh, anyway, uh, the yep. thing I have to express to people like Bob Spencer and others is the fact that, you know, and it came up in a, a, a somebody interviewing somebody on one of the fluff morning shows. 
and you know, uh, I think it was Charlie Kirk. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the, the Turning Point has faced the same problems. Right. Um, you know, all these people have faced the same problems. And and the point I'm making is, they say, oh well, you know, we're under the thumb of these guys. No, you're not. There are alternatives. He's uh, somebody turned to him and said, well, why don't you young Republicans get together and start a platform? There are already platforms. Right. Twitter and Facebook aren't only ones. There's also MeWe. There's also Minds for conservative people. There's Kodias. Um, there's Gab.ai. There's uh, there are myriad platforms, and Patreon isn't a be-all, end-all, and neither is it. You know, you don't have to put up with this stuff. You can go Bitcoin. You can go blockchain. Right. There are a lot of ways to do this stuff, and they're not difficult. I figure, hey, if I can do it, you know, uh, that can be used for either crowdfunding or crowdsourcing. You know, uh, the, and everybody says, well, you know, that's really not all there yet. And, you know, a lot of D and a lot of that. It's like, and they say, well, Minds is beta. And Minds says in their mission statement, we will always be beta. You know, mm-hmm. they're never, ever going to call themselves complete. Right. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, but, I mean, these platforms exist. And, well, you know, I built this following on Facebook. If you build another platform and you tell people about it, they will come. That's right. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm on Minds, and I've got followers. I'm on Gab, and I've got followers. I'm on, you know, uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter. I'm on all these things, and I've got followers. And it doesn't take much. And if you're somebody who's a wheel, you know, mm-hmm. like somebody like Charlie Kirk or somebody like, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a Pam Geller, a, a Brigitte Gabriel, a, you know, right. a, all these people, if you build it, they will come. It's an old adage, and it's a true adage. If you build it, they will come. And you go to your Facebook page and say, hey, I just started this page on Minds. I just started this page on Gab. Gab's probably a little bit better because Minds is dedicated to 100% free speech. You will see stuff there you don't like. Right, that's true. You have to work at it. You have to block things. And then, you know, it picks up on what you don't like and stops showing it to you, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, it takes work. You got to do it yourself. It's not going to be filtered and algorithmed out like it is on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, what have you. Instagram, <clears throat> which mm-hmm. is owned by Google, people realize that. Google, you know, YouTube is owned by Google. I mean, pe- people don't, you know, they're getting more aware now. I think because of the fact that it's being brought to light. But there are other platforms. Just because these four rich guys decide, you know, this is how we're going to steer our country, doesn't mean you have to put up with it. You know, and it doesn't mean you have to be a Nazi, and it doesn't mean you have to be Antifa. True. You know, you can go and do what you want. You know, it's but you got to work for it. You can't just sit back and wait for it to fall in your lap. You got to go out there. So look, sooner at one point or another, you built your Facebook following. At one point or another, you built your Twitter following. Well, sit back and do it again. Yeah. You know, you've got a guy there that, you know, they've got a guy there that can't have the time to put your. Uh, account back in order so he's got nothing to do mm-hmm. let him build the following on something else you know before there were before there were facebook's and twitter's there were irc channels mm-hmm. you know so um so that's how it goes you know i'm, I'm hoping that you get uh, the spencer thing straightened out and uh i have no problem with away and I, ho- I have none no problem I, at all I, oh I, no problem with her either long fine you know, yeah. I, I, I post on there, no problem at all. Um, yep, I post there. You know, uh, uh, I post on... WND. Uh, anyway. Yeah, everywhere. I have no yeah. problem. It's just this one site. And uh, so that has to be dealt with, and I have absolutely no idea why. Um, and, you know, something, if he finds my um, 
site objectionable? And that's what I'm going to ask him. I'm going to say, you know, it seems that perhaps Mark finds my site objectionable. Uh, I don't know why. There was no reason for it. Do you mind if I give him your uh, statistics, Good. the fact that you were a, you know, an airborne? And, yeah, you know. you tell him. You yeah. tell him whatever it takes, you know, and he can read up on, you know, he can read in. I mean, it's public. The, it's the, public the site, site is public. If he goes there, he can read yours. He can read mine. He can listen to our podcast going back to 2001, I guess, or 2002. Um, you know, seeing is believing. Go look. Yeah, it's just, you know, yeah, it. it's it's uh, ridiculous. So I'm going to have to do something about it. But anyway, but other than that, folks, things are really hopping in this world now. Um, I'm confident. As a matter of fact, it looks like they um, have a new deal with Mexico and NAFTA. <coughs> Excuse me. It's, if, it, if they don't yet, it's close. Yeah. Well, it looks like NAFTA is up like to 8,000. I'm Not NAFTA, excuse me. Yeah. Um, hello. I can't remember. What the heck is the stock market called? NASDAQ, thank you. NASDAQ is yeah, up. NASDAQ. So about, it's running at, at like 8,000 now. So that would be nice. That's like and the highest it's ever been. Justine is stamping his feet up there because uh, we're negotiating bilaterally instead of trilaterally. Uh, yeah, I know. Will, so he's you know. he's got the papers, you know. Well, um, all right. So let's let's try and get out of here. Let's try and get out of let's here. Uh, yeah, we have to, folks. Thank oh, you so much wait, for joining saw, us. One <laughs> one research study I saw. One research what? study I saw. What what? They asked uh, one thousand women. Yeah. Uh, about their ass size. And they want to know, you know, how many think their ass is too fat, how many think their ass is too skinny, and how many think their ass is just right. And, you know, I had, uh, um, you know, 600 women said that their ass was too fat. You know, 200 women uh, said that their ass was too skinny. And the rest of them said, well, I really don't care. I love them, and I'm going to keep them. <laughs> That's very good. I like that. And I can relate. <laughs> so <laughs> so, uh, uh, so there, there they were in the, uh, in the square, and the Pope reaches out a blessing, and he ends up with the ends the blessing and says, et tutti omini, you know, which means, of course, all of man, you know. And, and then a feminist walks up and says, you know, uh, your holiness, uh, you, you said all of mankind. Yes, that's right. And he, she said, well, I'm a feminist. Could you? you know, do a blessing, you know, and include all women kind. And he's, oh, yeah, sure. Following Sunday, he's out there, and he goes, e tutti omini, e tutti femini. And it's like, okay, fine, so she's happy. And then, you know, after that service, up this gay guy walks up Jeez. and says, uh, Your Holiness, uh, you, you, we know that you're, you know, uh, uh, changing the rules for, you know, uh, uh, homosexuals in the church, and uh, we'd like you to include us in the blessing as well. And so the following Sunday, the Pope is up there. He goes, uh, you know, it's Sante, tutti omni, tutti femini, tutti frutti. <laughs> oh boy, that's Lord, really that's that's gonna that's gonna <laughs> rattle some cages. You realize that, Lou? With them starving pygmies in New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Pope, boys and girls, thanks for listening. The only other thing I could possibly add to that, on my way to hell, is may God bless the United States of America.
Samson, speak! <laughs> Good boy.